is the Better Life, Better Work show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. (laughs) Hey, hey, soulful CEOs and soulful people. Allison Crow here, your favorite life and business coach. And I am coming to you live and in the podcast replay with episode number 117 of the Better Life, Better Work show. Except for, y'all know, like my ego wants to tell you that we're really at 130 episodes or something because we have so many untitled episodes or unnumbered. Today, I want to talk to you about some mistakes I made in my business I was really stubborn about and inspired action versus habits as a soulful CEO. So there was a time in my business and life when I was, I mean, I am very influenced by the law of attraction, but I am also (laughs) very influenced by the law of action and embodiment. (laughs) And there, you know, the law of attraction was such a soft and beautiful balm for me when I came out of the regular world sales and real estate and make a hundred calls and yeah. Um, And so it felt really good after coming from a very uncomfortable world. It, it felt really good to go into this buttery bomb of law of attraction. And um, so for many, many years, and I still love inspired action, but for many, many years, I only did inspired action only did inspired action. And when I did inspired action, it worked every single time. I ain't gonna lie. However, what it did was leave gaping holes in my business, gaping holes in my energy, and gaping holes in my profitability and sustainability. So... Um, I was doing a lot. I mean, here's the thing. I'm inspired all the time. And so I was doing lots, lots of things um, at that phase of my business. Um, I was painting a lot. I was really involved in Facebook. And I mean, these were wonderful times in my business. I love them. And when my body started to change, um, my body couldn't keep up with my inspired action. And so... To me, what inspired action is, is it's that, oh, by the way, Rocky's here snoring as background music for my podcast listeners and audio listeners. It's pretty loud. My husband has just walked in. Welcome to real life on the Better Life, Better Work show. Recording a podcast, babe. Um, Okay. (laughs) Real life. Real life, working from home. Isn't this what we do now? Okay, so inspired actions versus habits. Uh, Inspired action is for those of us that move fast with lots of ideas. And I know a lot of, I mean, one of the things that made you start your business for yourself 
versus work for somebody else is because of your willingness to take a risk and go fast. And so those of us who take risk and go fast and we like the stimulation of challenge, inspired action can be really satisfying. However, and it's a, it's so great to have when you're building a business, right? Because it gets you moving fast. Um, a lot of times with inspired actions, you see some results really quickly. And it requires being inspired. So what happens in, in real life if you go through something difficult and you just don't have a lot of energy or inspiration, right? Or if your body changes or if your hormone changes or if you lose a family member or a beloved pet and you're not really feeling inspired, well, then um, then we can add on to those other circumstances the circumstance of your business having financial holes in it. So when three years ago, last month was the beta month, but October was the first month. So I'm recording this on the 30th of October. It will come out on November 1st. But three years ago in October, I started my membership program. Um, Membership programs are all over the place now, and they certainly were before, but they've really gained in popularity. A lot of, um, I know a lot of the big like online, online business gurus are teaching that and I um, felt called to slow down my life. I felt called to um, provide high-level coaching at a much different fee than I had been doing before. Um, I felt called to make my coaching accessible. And I felt called to create my own really committed community with people. And so this is the... like. Hello, we're beginning of the fourth year of uh, Soulful Success, and it is amazing. But for two and a half of those years, Soulful Success and that coaching membership was my one thing. I made, it was an experiment, but I made a commitment to myself to see what would happen if I could contain, if I could focus on one thing for an extended period of time that I would be willing to not only slow down my life, but slow down my habits. And instead of having like popcorn offering and this popcorn offering and this popcorn offering, which was very fun um, and exhausted me, what if I only did one thing? And so to do that one thing, I had a lot of decisions to make. Um, I don't need to go into all about the membership. I have an old podcast episode where I talk about starting one before I was ready. And I probably at some point could do another one after three full years in and it being really successful and stable. Um, but focusing on one thing and containing my inspired action in service of that one thing, I began to ask myself, not only inspired action, but what habits will really serve this too? And over the last month, I've really been thinking about habits. I had a client named Jill Coit. Um, she's also a life coach and she did the 75 hard. I know a lot of my peers are out there doing the 75 hard right now. And I look at the 75 hard and I want to like, it's just, it hurts. Um, and instead of just looking away because of 75 hard, I, I began to think about and was already thinking about 
my own habits and my own rituals and the things that I'm really committed to when I am either not inspired or when I'm taking time off or when I'm not selling something. And so frankly, you guys, right now, the way my marketing calendar is normally um, in, in past years, in September, I have offered the Share Your Heart, Show Your Work course. And I did not feel inspired. And it also didn't have to be um, it, it was one of my inspiration projects and, and I may teach it again sometimes, but that was truly an inspired action project and inspired action course. It's really great content and to teach it, it really does require that, um, I update it. You know, I, every time I teach it, I update it. So it's one of the reasons I haven't actually made it a stagnant, not stagnant, but you know, online only, not live, not live course. What's the, what's the word for not live, <laughs> right? Like I've always taught that class live. I like teaching it live. And this year, I just felt there was so much stimulation going on. How simple can I make my life be? And so I took that off. Now, here's the other thing. My income and my business plan and my profitability, if I do that class, it's a bonus for me profitable-wise. It's not my bread and butter. And so I began... Um, seeing what could be simple and how could I how could I magnify my impact and my income you know with slow tango <laughs> and so my word of the year going back to January for this year was open heart slow tango big profit and um, I'm still working on open heart. Thank you, politics. Been the greatest teacher of that. But slow tango is a new way of living for me. And I'm pretty sure those three words will be my word for next year too. <laughs> They'll be my word until I feel like I've mastered them, until I'm inspired to create something new. But right now, I am learning this thing that my friend called... Well, I, I get it, Varian, and I love inspired action. And, and at one point, it wore me out. And so there's a combination of inspired action, but then there's also habits. And so I've been asking myself, knowing that my business is one giant inspired thing, um, knowing that I am still greatly inspired by my primary offering. And then I've been asking myself, both in my business and my personal life, what isn't really inspiring that is absolutely a fulcrum and a booster and an expansion of open heart, slow tango, big profit. And so it was interesting Um my sweet bookkeeper had a lot of hospitals and deaths and stuff in her family. And so I just now got my August financial reports and I'll get my September ones uh, next week. And, and it was funny as I looked at them I, in my mind, cause I hadn't seen them. I was, there was a little delay. I started making up these doubt stories in my mind about my money and my profitability and my revenue and for some reason, right? Like for some reason, someone somewhere taught me like to this concept of always be doubling your income or always be increasing your income or those kind of things. And um, we've been navigating COVID and we've been navigating politics and haven't been able to do live retreats and events. And a lot of times we re-enroll or sell people at those events. And I made up this story. I was like, yeah, I'm probably just, I think I'm behind where I was last year and it's fine because it's been plenty. 
But here's what's funny. I looked at my reports and my net profit. Oh, this is not the net profit page. I know you'll hear my little clicks. I like to look at the year over year comparison. My net income, my net profit is up by 60% from last year. <laughs> my net profit is up. My net income is actually up too. Um, and my expenses are down a little bit. Um, let me pull that back up for myself. This is just so funny. This is why it's really important, right? So one of the not necessarily inspiring, and a lot of my clients are really groaning about, I'm working with a handful of my clients to really be systematic and habitual about their money and not just making money. So make money distribute money. And when I mean say distribute, I mean put money away for taxes. I mean put money away for savings. I mean put money away for business. And I mean pay yourself. And so my um, income... Let's see. That's the wrong page. Um, the reason I'm telling you is not so much what my income is, because I'm not going to really tell you that, but I'm going to tell you the percentage that it's up. But my brain told me that it was down. So this year, my income is up 16% by the end of August. So it'll be interesting to see what it does. But it's up 16% through the end of August. That's still four, four months left. Um, my net income is up 42%. And my, my total profit is up 43%. Okay, so what got me there? Because um, what got me there? Let me find Facebook Live again. StreamYard. Okay, there we go. So know your numbers. So knowing my numbers, it's funny because I looked at those numbers and I was like, oh, I'm not really doing as bad as I had thought. And in my mind, I was just going to kind of settle um, because my... So here's the other thing. There's inspiration and there's intuition. And a lot of times I'll get an inspired idea. And it's really important as a soulful CEO to... To slow down enough. Now, slow down might be five minutes. It doesn't mean slow down for three weeks, right? You can have inspired action and then really check in with your being. Check in with your higher power. Check in with... So not only check in with your inspirational sources, God, spirit, your intuition, but also check in with your plan, right? And so that's kind of the magic of being a soulful CEO is that we do work from inspired action, but we also work from habits. And so... Um, let's talk about habits for a minute. Have you read Atomic Habits by James Clear? Um, I can't get, especially the beginning of that book out of my mind. And over the last couple of years, I've really been considering habits. So going back to Jill Coit doing the 75 hard, thank you for just enduring my circular thinking. Um, I didn't want to join 75 hard just because everybody's doing 75 hard and not all those habits serve me. And some of them are hard. And sometimes I don't want to do hard. I want to do fun. I want to do, I, I really, I don't want to just do a habit for the sake of doing a habit. And so I've been really contemplating in my business and my life, what are the seemingly mundane habits that absolutely create magic in my life and in my business. And so, yes, inspired action is fun. And for me, it wasn't sustainable 
on its own. It was fun. It made for great social media posts. It made for great social media posts. The last three years, I felt so boring on social media. <laughs> like there's no puppies, there's no paint, there's no retreats. You know, all these things. I remember one time a, a client uh, called. She was like, I want your life. And, and I realized that's, that's, that's not what I want to use social media for. But it, it was. It made for fun social media. And when, when the bottom of another one of my foundations fell out, so for me, it happened to be health, the finances also got really stressful, which wasn't helpful for my health. So I had to ask myself, what, what will create sustainable and long-term business? So um, I began to look at my habits. And I began to look at the habits in my business and began to look at the habits. Um, I think, can't habits be inspired too? Yes. So here's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like doing the 75 hard, if you do the 75 hard and I'm not knocking it, it's just not, it doesn't inspire me. So there's like five things to do, or maybe there's Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning. I What I'm telling my clients to do is I want you and your knowing and your wisdom to think about what habits will be a fulcrum in your life. And what I mean by fulcrum is fulcrum. So right, fulcrum, if you have a a board, you can lift more when you have the fulcrum, the right fulcrum in the right place. And so instead of Oh, drinking a gallon of water a day or exercising. I think one of the 75 hards is like exercise for 45 minutes twice a day and one of them outside. That doesn't inspire me, right? Yes, it is hard. I'm inspired by the people who do it, but I'm not inspired to do it. And so I really have been spending a month contemplating and I'm settled for now on what mine will be. But I know that... When I get up and I walk my dogs the long walk every single day, and there are some days I don't want to do it. There was a day this week when it was rainy and misty and Bill and I walked those dogs in the morning. And when I, there's a short walk that is not, it doesn't work for me. I mean, sometimes it works because I don't really want to do it. But when I do the long dog walk and the long dog, dog walk gets my heart rate up. The other thing is while I'm doing the dog walk, I listen to... Um, a Spotify playlist called Sunrise Yoga, and there are no words. So I used to sometimes listen to podcasts and things like that. But when I do this walk, and when I do it with this Sunrise Yoga, it's just it's just music. And I'm walking through the nature of my neighborhood. It sets the entire tone for my day. And then when I come back from the walk, before I put on my makeup and all that other stuff and get ready for the day, I come in here into this office and I light my incense, which has a particular smell. And I come in and I sit down and I open up both my online brain dump, not my online, but like a Word document brain dump and my book. So I've started writing my book. I've hired a book coach and I am committed to writing every single day. Sometimes it's rewriting something I've already written. Sometimes it's just a brain dump and other days I'm creating entirely new thoughts. The other thing I have committed myself to recently, this came from my book writing coach, Heather Frazier. She asked us, when do you get, when do you, when notice where you are and what you're doing when inspiration hits? 
And I realized that one of the habits that I had never, that I was practicing in daily, which was Facebook. I love Facebook, but I can mindlessly scroll on it. I can doom scroll on it. I can get into comparison. And I was like, I never have inspired ideas on Facebook. I'm always like driving or maybe if I'm walking, you know, I'm, I'm in the shower. And every time I read a book, every time I read a book. So I was like, oh, walking, writing, and reading. And here's the other thing, not listening to an audible book. For me, these are for me. Like they're really, um, they're really inspired for me. So listening to an audible book, I can get inspired, but then it goes on to the next thing, reading physical books. And so um, I committed to just to reading every single day. So here's what's happening. And, and I took Facebook off my phone. Um, I still use Facebook, obviously, but I'm, I'm not carrying it everywhere with me. I'm not mindlessly scrolling. And so writing every day and reading every day are the fulcrum that I have chosen to commit to to undo some of the brain damage that Facebook has caused. And I have accomplished more in writing. I have wanted to write a book since I was 19 years old. And I remember when before, do y'all remember when social media, well, not social media, but technology, it was like, um, I don't know. I think about when I was a realtor in 2003 and 2004, I had a Motorola flip phone and I could get texts, texts and calls. and, And the computer was totally separate. Like we didn't have... Um, we didn't have everything on our devices. And I was remembering that time. I was like, I was asking myself, when was a time when I was really inspired? I was doing well in business. I was like, life was really juicy in both business and life. And it was like, oh, before social media came out, before we had the scroll, right? And, and we all know, and many of us by now have probably seen the social dilemma. I already knew everything the social dilemma was telling me, but it really woke me up to like, what habits am I doing that are serving me and what habits are not useful? And so I'm, I know I'm not giving up social media. I, all of you are here. That's where my people are. And I want to be really useful about it. So deciding and not deciding fast, because that's the other thing. I, how many times have, have y'all decided on a habit fast? And then like a week later, you're like, yeah, never mind. I really wanted to be committed to my habits. Um, and so these are my, these are my big three, the, the reading, the walking and the writing. Now, those are like for everything in my life, but in my business, I have habits that aren't really exciting or fun either, right? It's really fun to do the end work, to do the front facing work with clients, but things like looking at my numbers on a weekly basis, things like um, the behind the scenes work, there's certain things that I give to um, Amber um, my integrator, and there are certain things that I keep. And the reason I keep them is because there is both a tactical and an energetic habit, even if it's mundane, even if it could be delegated to her, I know she can do it, but there's something in me that I find useful. Um, I think I recently spoke on the podcast about how, uh, you know, when I first started working with Amber, we spent about three months with her doing my inbox. 
And I felt it wasn't useful. I could pay her to do other things. And it was actually useful for me to do a quick scan of my inbox because most people don't email me. So Um, habits are the true power of your business and your habits. One of the main points that I love from James Clear in his book um, is that your habits are, and this is my word, embodiment of your identity. Okay. And it was the first time in reading that book because I already think when I, when I think about what I want to create in my business and what I want to impact in the world, I consider who do I have to be? Who am I not being right now? What is my, how does my being have to change? And so that's how I've been thinking of habits. Like what is, what is the woman who finishes the book or goes through all the process of writing it, which is not, that's the, y'all, that's hard, (laughs) right? And so that's another one of my things. I can do hard things. I used to just be the one who wanted to do the fun things and I don't have to do the boring things. And, oh, I don't, I don't look at resistance because that's not positive. Uh Uh-uh. I have now kind of counterbalanced. And so what was so fascinating about looking at my numbers this year, my brain on only inspired action was thinking it was behind. But when I look at my numbers and my net profit and my net income compared to last year at this time are totally up with less work, less effort. uh, Absolutely. I have not been stressed about my business once this year. The only stress was whether or not to do Camp Star Heart. But I like as far as the whole business, I, I just have, my business works. It's just what it does. My business works. And um, I know that's because three years ago, I started new habits. And those habits, those habits are so boring right now. They're not fun to talk about. You know, and a lot of clients ask me, how can I do this? How can I do better? I had a client the other day. um, She just, she shared that her dream was to make art. Uh, make a living, all of her living doing art and to not necessarily do the coaching. And I said, so I want you to sell some art today. And, uh, you know, I said, here's how you make a living as an artist. You make art, you sell art. You make art, you sell art. Making art is inspiring. Selling art feels boring and hard and repetitive. Making art, this is actually a really good example. Making art, when we stand and we make art, we're doing that from our inspiration, which is great. But if you want to make a living at it, you got to do some of the mundane stuff so that you can get the complete magic. And so my question for you today is, I do, I want you to honor your inspiration. I always also want you to check your inspiration Um I want you to check it internally because I know a lot of people through inspiration have burned a, a business down. Um, there's, a, there's a point in your business for those of you who need excitement and need fun. You, um, <laughs> this is like, I'm so curious how many of you have had a total burn down of your business before. I have a couple of friends in my mastermind that in the past, they used to do that. Like they'd have a massive idea excuse me, identity a change. They'd have a massive shift in their business and they'd just burn it all down. They wouldn't just make a change. They'd burn it all down. And so that is like our psychologically need for something exciting. I still love exciting. And sometimes I really miss it. But by being willing to be boring and bored, 
My business is both exciting and boring. It is sustainable. (laughs) It is so supportive. And it's not that it's more is better. That's the other thing. It's so interesting, you guys. My income is up, but it's not up. Like I didn't 10X my money. I didn't, I didn't increase my, I didn't double my income. But the other elements, the other 80%, so let's say 20% is my income. The other 80% of my business activities, my business energy, my business mindset, my business peers and colleagues and people I spend time with is absolutely profitable too. Carrying Facebook on my phone was not profitable because it robbed me of ideas beyond what I'm going to sell. It robbed me of the writing. And it's interesting. I noticed in, so I'm three full weeks into this process with my coach. And the first week I was, my brain was so stuck. My brain was on Facebook, right? It was fried and I couldn't get out a thought. And so I finally get some thoughts out. I get some thoughts out. And um, in this first section of this book, and I just dump the story, dump, dump, dump the story. And I noticed the last couple of days, I've actually gone back and I've been able to, instead of my brain reaching for um, just phrases that everybody uses, I, I was writing about when my husband left and I, I put a note to myself one night. I said, tomorrow, Allison, Allison, really go back in your mind and in your heart and your body to that night when you left. What did you feel? Because before there was just some, some phrase that we all use. And so I've noticed that my neurons are firing again. My synapses are getting longer. My attention span is getting longer. My attention span books is getting longer. And all of these things are useful in my life, my energy, and my production. And what's funny is when I started, I wasn't necessarily inspired. My friend Varian is watching this or was watching this. And Varian talks about listening to promptings. And I had just spoken with my mastermind clients that um, I had a lot of extra space in my business and in my life. And, you know, in the past, I would fill it with this and, you know, really trying to hone in on what habit could I fill in some of that empty space that would create the most impact and the, um, the greatest emotional and profitable and joyful leverage. And it was the habit of writing and reading. When I write and read instead of scroll on Facebook. Now, when I write, let me finish that one thought. When I write and read instead of scrolling on Facebook, I am better for my clients. I am better for my husband. I am better for my family. And it's it's been fascinating. So I want you to nurture your inspired action. And I want you to consider what habits are you engaging in right now that are not useful and that are possibly depleting your energy, your finances. And if you weren't in those habits, so the question that I asked myself um, the other day was, 
you know, I've, I've really gotten habitual about the news and politics and, and I have a line where it's healthy and useful and I have a line where it's not. And I, I had been engaging over that line. And so I asked myself the question, it was like, what would I be spending my time on if I weren't frothing about politics? And I was like, oh, my energy and emotion would be on reading and writing and coaching. <laughs> It was, it was huge. And so whatever that thing you're frothing on or spending time on or habits doing that aren't really serving you, I'm curious, what could or would you be spending time and energy doing that would be profitable to your energy, to your joy and to your bottom line? It's a really good question to ask. And as you move from launch business to growth business to full on soulful CEO, my clients and I have a lot of conversations about what that means for each of them. I can't tell you what it means to be a soulful CEO for you. Um, but when I think about running a business, not just doing a service, but I'm running a business, I'm, I'm building a business, I don't just want it to be profitable. I want it to be sustainable. And I want it to have emotional profit and financial profit. I also wanted to contribute to my life. <laughs> and so it is a good time for reflection. So I want to thank you for spending time. If you're live and spending time with me today, thank you so much. I appreciate your attention um, and your consideration. I know you have a lot of things vying for your attention these days. And I hope that my podcast, my live actually get you to think. They actually get you to consider um, they actually get you to celebrate, they actually get you to see the world in a new way that might be useful to you. And so with that, I am going to log off here. But before I do, I want you, I have a mastermind called Spark and Hustle. And my current Spark and Hustle clients actually don't finish until April. And a lot of them are re-enrolling for next year. Um, and I'm, I am inspired in my slow tango style so I am inspired to um, add a second mastermind. My mastermind has been really fulfilling. It's high level, soulful CEO women. We call it Spark and Hustle. And hustle is like the roller skating, right? Like there's a move to it. Um, and the spark is um, just your divine, your inspiration. Um, and the hustle is the embodied do, right? The, the hustle is the habits. The hustle is the um, sometimes maintain the, um, anyway, spark and hustle. And I'm considering starting a new one in January. So if that's something you might be interested in, I, this is the first time ever I've actually had a financial commitment, a financial benchmark. Um, I have certain programs in Soulful Success. I have Soli Pods and things like that, ways that you can upgrade and get more private. But these high-level masterminds are truly for achievement business owners who have created significant um, income and impact already. Some of my business owners are completely like they're at the place where their business is so good, they're bored. And so they're trying what to do. I have other people actually... Three of my clients right now have very, very successful businesses and they're transitioning to um, a more soulful business. One of them is adding a business. One of them is walking away from a business. Actually, two of them are walking away from businesses to create their true Dharma work. And so if that's something you're interested in and being in a room with high other high-level women, send me a message. Let me know. It's a big investment. 
Soulful Success is my easy investment and Spark and Hustle, not easy. Um, and then the doors to Soulful Success will be open the day after Christmas. If you would like to consider, you can get on the wait list at coachwithallison.com. Um, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you showing up online or showing up in the podcast every week. We're at almost like 35,000 listens, which is really fun. I didn't really count those in the beginning, but it's fun to look now. And um, with that, happy end of October, beginning of November. Make, no matter what happens with the election, no matter what happens with COVID and what's going on, let's see what we can do to bring some magic and enchantment and inspiration and useful habits to our world as we continue on this journey of our freaking amazing life. Bye, you guys. As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work Show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better.